Welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Now, introducing your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. Hello, everyone. Episode 38, Anonymous Operation OP Russia Hacks. Anonymous is at it again with its onslaught of cyber attacks against Russia. They have carried a massive printer attack, oil giant attack, and construction company. How far will Anonymous take these cyber attacks? Since the invasion of Ukraine, Anonymous has declared war on the Russian Federation. In my previous episode, number 33, I discussed in the early stages of Anonymous standing strong with Ukraine over the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. They have targeted both the government and private sector to spread its message. Here is a list and timeline since the last episode, number 33, on them. February 28th, they hacked EV charging stations and TV channels. March 4th, hacks Russian Space Research Institute website. March 7th, hacks Russia's TV and streaming sites and displays actual war footage. March 10th, hacks 90% of misconfigured Russian cloud databases. March 11th, hacks uh, Rose McConzor. Sorry if I said that incorrectly, but it's basically the federal body controlling media, um, censorship in the media, etc. and so forth. March 12th, sent 7 million texts and hacked 400 Russian security cameras. March 15th, denial of service attack against the Russian Federation Security Service and other sites. March 19th, hacked and leaked 79 gigabytes of Russian pipeline's giant's data. And March 23rd, hacks printers in Russia to send anti-war messages. Now, the two most recent hacks is very interesting, sort of turn of events. As Russia brings down the Iron Curtain in both the physical and the virtual realms. How far will they go? The mass print attack sent over 100,000 print copies to Russian citizens with messages against war and instructions on how to bypass the Russian censorship to avoid their propaganda. This brings up a great discussion about IP printing and how easily they can be hacked if outsiders are not protected properly. Now, I've seen in my history many times over where there have been a massive amount of uh, businesses, non-for-profits who've been attacked by criminals in some way, shape, or form by pointing at either their Internet of Things devices or printers. So really, it comes down to a better understanding of some of the weakest links in your cybersecurity posture 
And this is something I talk about in depth when it comes to a myriad of reasons as to why you need to protect yourself. But most importantly, um, as that saying goes, you are as strong as your weakest link. So we need to think about that. And this attack against Russian printers really highlights that. Now, I'm sure there's been some fair share of protected printers out there, but the fact of the matter is Anonymous is able to send over 100,000 different print jobs throughout the Russian Federation to uh, spread its message against the against the, um, the, the Kremlin, per se. So I want you to think about this for a second. I'll get into it a bit later. But just think about the magnitude of this. And, you know, if you're if you're for what Anonymous has been doing right now to uh, the Russian Federation, then you need to understand, too, of the sort of full circle picture here. But I'll get into that in a few moments. But more recently today, Anonymous has hacked two industrial firms and they've leaked over 112 gigabytes worth of data for Ukraine. One of these, one of these um, firms is called Mash Oil. Now, this is a Moscow-based company that designs, manufactures, and maintains equipment for the Russian's oil industry. Anonymous has stolen and leaked 110 gigabytes worth of data which includes over 140,000 emails. Now, it didn't go into say what was contained in those emails, but the data that they've released publicly through various torrent sites essentially can be used uh, against the organization or could be used to continue to disrupt the, the organization itself. Now, if you think about all the... Um, all the stops that the various governments, the Western governments have made against Russia and oil is one of its greatest exports. This is kind of hitting them in the head, so to speak, in terms of um, them causing those uh, those shutdowns of oil exports. But on top of the fact is that the uh, the largest organization in that country has or has also faced a cyber attack, which some of their secrets or uh, relevant information could be used against them in the near future. Another company called um, Rose Protect, again, if I'm saying that right, my Russian is not the best, I apologize, is a Russian construction company based in uh, Ivano that leaked 2.4 gigabytes worth of files containing email data. Again, we don't know what was exactly contained in that data. There's a lot of information just been recently um, distributed. So uh, personally speaking, I haven't gone over anything just yet, but I will divulge information as time goes on. Now, in light of this, Anonymous has launched two new websites where the group has been publishing uh, download links and details of previous and future data dumps under Operation OP Russia. To, um, to continue the protest against the war on Ukraine. So this is great. This information is fantastic and all. But what does this all mean? Uh, what's sort of next in this cyber war? Well, 
according to um, the conversation in the group, um, it's the group anonymous. It's currently working on a large scale data leak belonging to sensitive Russian institutions. They plan on leaking 1.22 terabytes with a T terabytes worth of data in the next couple of weeks. So I'm sure we'll be seeing a significant amount of data in these repositories coming very soon. Now, it doesn't look like they're going to dump everything right away, but it's going to be a process as they collect the information. But suffice to say that Anonymous is working very hard all over the clock and all over the world uh, in getting this information. So I keep a close eye on these types of events as it shows the the true nature and effect that cyber warfare has on a country. It is very naive to think that in the Western countries, we have less risk than the Russians. I would highly caution over that feeling um, as um, I've had a feeling, and hopefully I'm wrong, that a larger retaliatory attack may come at any hour that will hit us hard and uh, by its unexpected size and nature, uh, bring some aspect to our society down, even for a limited time. The Russians are skilled in cyber warfare, and I've personally seen what they're capable of doing. And I and this is this is something that I really want to kind of hit home here. Uh, is that I, I really doubt in every fiber of my body that all governments and businesses are completely 100% cyber resilient. And again, what I've seen you know, today, um, this is what really concerns me and, and keeps me up at night. With the amount of laxidermy, um, head in the sand kind of corporation businesses that I've seen uh, in my 10 plus years in the industry that a lot of companies are still ill-prepared. We in the security industry has been beating this drum for many, many years. There are a, a, a significant amount of examples out there for any business owner, any business leader or employee to look at and say, hey, you know what, maybe we should do something about this. But it's not the case. Take a good look at Russia and look at what the sort of hell on earth Anonymous is bringing to the Russian Federation and the Russian organizations. And if the same amount of time, effort, and resources are allocated to attack our critical infrastructure, for example, what sort of detriment will that cause? What sort of uh, problem will that cause? But like I said, it is very naive for any of us here who's listening to this podcast to think that we're okay. Now, I'm not asking to sound the paranoia drums. Granted, the paranoia drums for me have been sounded a long time ago and continue to do so for today. And it's kept me out of trouble for quite some time. But when it comes to businesses, no matter where you are in the world, I highly doubt that you're 110% protected. Cyber protection is never over. It's always an ongoing revolving door uh, dynamic situation. So there's really not to say, oh, you're good. See you later. No. So if Russia, a 
you know, a technically sound uh, country is still getting their printers hijacked. The large conglomerates are still being hacked by these these hackers. Now, again, Anonymous isn't this um, person sitting in their basement uh, hacking day and night. This is a group of very skilled, professional uh, or non-professional, amateur, you name them, all walks of life, uh, men and women, uh, boys and girls who know the internet. They know code. They're smart individuals that they do things that the current narrative may not have thought of. Like I always say, cyber criminals are always a step ahead. So there's lots of vulnerabilities like unpatched printers that these people can use to exploit a country. And you would think by now, as the Iron Curtain's probably going down as I speak in the country, you would think they would take more of a precaution uh, to create some sort of resiliency against their infrastructure over cyber attacks. And I honestly think Anonymous is being very kind. And uh, and I say that very honestly, because um, I really think if they really wanted to cut the head off of this monster, um, they would have done so already. But they're doing it in a way where uh, it does disrupt the country, but it doesn't um, take them down. As much as they stand in solidarity with Ukraine, I really feel that Anonymous is not really launching its full potential. Now, I've seen it's some great potential. However, it has not really launched its full potential. And I say and echo the same sentiments against the, the Russian Federation's hackers. I really don't think they're sitting down and they're a bunch of amateurs. Um, they're, they're actually waiting. And I feel like at, at some point... Um, it's getting to the extent where the cyber criminals there, you know, either be state sponsored or um, these hacker gangs. I really feel like they are taking the initiative and also themselves waiting for the right moment to strike. So this tit for tat sort of game being played in cyberspace is concerning. It's and also just as interesting as well. But this is something that we need to take away today. This is something we need to take away with anything when it comes to our cyber posture, especially during these um, interesting times. These conventional wars, um, like I've been saying for a while, are not only fought in the battleground, they're now fought in cyberspace. And this war, this attack, is nothing but what we expect for the future of any further conflict against a um, adversary who is cyber aware. Thank you for stopping by Darnley Cyber Cafe with your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. We hope you enjoyed your stay. Next time you swing by the cafe, bring a friend and share the show with them. That's all for this episode, folks. We will see you next time.